0: So when we are uh, practising on a retreat, we have uh, a few days and as you know it can take, can take a, a while for the mind to settle the jitta to settle down and even then when it settles down sometimes it rises up again so it doesn't always steady so even when you we practice we work on it and we manage to get it to quiet and down and become still or settled or comfortable and then you know sometimes next morning you wake up and the jitter's is all going everywhere again <laughs> or it's okay in the morning you feel really pretty sabai, pretty comfortable in the afternoon, just, you know, not so good at all. But if you have, a, sometimes you, you feel it's a good retreat when your chitta can settle and stay quite settled for a long time, a longer time. And this certainly, this can be uh, uh, something that we develops over time. But everyone in the course of time uh, recognizes uh, you know, the citta sometimes will be still and calm. And sometimes it just feels agitated, you know, unsteady. <coughs> and <coughs> so, recognise when we we leave a retreat, we leave a situation. Um, it's difficult to really take the quality of calm with you. you know things start moving, you have to start getting active, it's things are moving faster, you have to think and act and do, so on. So naturally the jitta gets more excited, speeds up. And it gets, uh, so we can't always take samadhi with us. Mm. But what we can take with us is panya or wisdom, understanding, clarity and there are various kinds of wisdom uh, so in a retreat time we have the opportunity to really you know take use the occasion to develop wisdom and the wisdom that you can take with you now, there are various kinds of wisdom one of them is just the wisdom of understanding things such as what we've been talking about, the, the four satipatthana beginning to recognize, hey, this is, this is true, isn't it? You know, body is like this, the body is made up of elements the body is made up of um, organs and bones it isn't really a thing that is so um, comfortable or attractive it's just—it's just an object. It's a—it's a, a form in nature. It's not really myself. So we begin to, you know, begin, recognize that, and then this definitely, this understanding, when you get it established, it begins to change your life, because your life then is going to be much more um, dispassionate, less so concerned or involved with the outward appearance of the body you just keep it clean, tidy, healthy, that's good enough that's all you need it for and you use your body as a place where you can establish being here a place where you you can come back to so you begin to recognize the most important aspect of your body is being able to get inside it it gives the chitta the a place to sit. So even in a, a day, you know, when you're when you're busy working and so forth, you find yourself you have, you have you have some time for lunch break. You can stop and just wait a minute. Breathing out, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. Just bringing it back in. So you you have this kind of wisdom that you can take with you and this is the wisdom of understanding skillful means or upaya understanding dhamma understanding the structures of the teaching and then also understanding skillful means what kind of things can I do in the day to help me to Come back to the dhamma. Being able to stop and pause, being able to um, use the occasions in our day to develop parami, develop good mental qualities, strong mental qualities. Uh, so, for example, you know the one of the great um, advantages. Of living in Bangkok is when you get in a car, you can be sure you're going to develop patience. <laughs> well, you have to develop patience, because when you get in the car, you think, "Oh, I'll drive there, maybe 20 minutes." and then you sit for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> waiting for the traffic yeah. <laughs> so. And Now, you could use that as an occasion to feel angry, frustrated, desperate, disappointed or you could say, oh, this is a chance to develop patience. Yeah. So you, you begin to see with wisdom how you can turn the world around instead of the world throwing you around, <laughs> you turn the world around. to, I mean, there's something skillful that we can experience. So this is the wisdom of knowing, understanding the Dhamma and knowing how we look into ways we can develop skillful means in the situations that arise in our lives. Mm. uh, The quality of uh, the development of insight wisdom Is based upon considering, continually bringing to mind and noticing what are called the three characteristics. This is the Pali word is anicca, anicca, dukkha, anatta. These three characteristics. These are three um, ways in which experience behaves. First of all, everything that we see or touch or think or any of the senses or even with our thinking mind everything is changing, it doesn't last it lasts for a little while, it begins and it ends and so this we can see from everything from one thought to um, you know, uh, an object like this clock, one day this will break up to our own bodies which one day will finish, they're changing they can't do anything but that and even our own planet, planet Earth will one day break up, change, everything is changing And as you begin to uh, recognize this then it changes the way you relate to experience like, you don't try to hold on to it, you just steer it you yeah? you learn how to just make use of it just use it use the requisites use your body as something to for your citta to use skillfully um, so even this very physical form we recognize its health is uncertain It will change so while it is in this state then we use it, recognising it will not always be this way. The things that we own, our possessions, recognise that their nature is to break up. The people we live with, we recognise the nature is that they will be separated from us. They will pass. They will go somewhere else. There will be a parting, either... Going to another place, or then passing away. This means we live much more dispassionately. You recognise there's nothing in this world of senses and experiences that you can hold on to. So your your chitta becomes much more open, much more flexible, much more generous, much more giving, much more uh, peaceful because you're not holding on to what can't be held on to. (coughs) Dukkha, second characteristic is the recognition nothing is satisfying. Nothing satisfies us. Mm. You know, we can buy something or have something or have an experience and for a moment it feels happy and then it changes. Hmm. This is a very fundamental characteristic to recognize. Uh, A person who came on a retreat I was teaching at Amrawadi, he was a businessman and he'd been quite successful and when he was on the retreat he just came out of a hospital he had a complete nervous breakdown. And he said, what had happened was he he always liked to, when he made a, a good business deal, he'd like to buy something, something special. And he had this he had this idea of a particular kind of car. I think it was maybe a Porsche or a you know, expensive car. And he he thought about this car and he sort of photographed it. Well, said, really, exactly what I want. It costs lots and lots and lots of money. <laughs> and then so he, he thought about this car and he, he could order the colour and the, what the leather would be and the steering wheel, everything. You get exactly the right one that you wanted so he thought about it and he made everything exactly the way he wanted it and then he ordered the car and the car was in the showroom so he, he went to the, the, the showroom and the man said okay here's the money and the man said here, here's the keys so he, he got in the car and he switched the engine on and he's so happy He drove the car out of the showroom and he drove it around the corner and he drove it down the street and he drove it another kilometre or two and he drove it into his garage and he got into the garage and just as he was about to switch the engine off he realized he didn't want it anymore (laughs) it's just so what's going wrong what's happening so you get very uh, confused this is the most uh, beautiful car and he wanted it and he got it and now he didn't want it so what are you going to do? and so he he got so confused he he became very upset and unstable Hmm. and he he was married and he had a wife and then uh, shortly afterwards she had an illness and then she died and when she died she was the last thing that supported him his business didn't make sense anymore because his business could only give him a car and he didn't want it so his business didn't make sense there was just his wife who he loved and then she died and then he, he went mad because <laughs> you know, everything he s- supported him passed away yeah. and so they had to take him to a hospital to because he had a breakdown he couldn't find anything to hold on to and then and he said he, he, he woke up one morning when he was in this hospital and he just didn't know what to do. There's so much suffering. Yeah. And he looked, he had a, it was a newspaper he picked up. He looked down he saw there was this article about monastery, Buddhist monastery. So I'll go there. <laughs> you know so he had his medicine to take and they said okay you, you sure? you okay? he said oh, I'm okay take his medicine he go to the monastery to do this retreat and he begin to practice and make his chitta became more calm and steady and then when he's walking outside one day walking along and he still feels so so sad and unhappy and as he was sitting there feeling this tremendous sadness and there's a bird flew overhead and one of the feathers dropped a feather and as he saw the feather come down he heard his wife's voice and she said, don't worry, don't worry, I'm happy, please, let go, let go (laughs) and uh, he sort of, he stopped, he fell down, he cried and he finally let it go Mm -hmm. so this is Dukkha even when we get what we want you don't want it anymore, once you have it you can't want it (laughs) when you don't have it you want it so you're suffering when you do have it you don't want it so you're suffering (laughs) what you have disappears so you're suffering Yeah dukkha but um, this characteristic which you can notice in things nothing satisfies everything is just oh I want some more oh please don't make that happen oh why does that have to end you know it's like that isn't it this quality Dukkha follows us around, but if we're wise about it, what Dukkha why Dukkha is called Noble Truth is as you really begin to understand it's like this, this is the way it is. Yujita, if you strengthened it, can begin to let go. You know, so just don't hold things then you'll be okay. Yeah. Give up craving, you'll be okay. Give up holding on, you'll be okay. Let things pass, you'll be okay. And once you recognize that, you know that what you have to do is make your jitta strong enough and calm enough and settled enough to allow it to let go. This is something that you can witness in all things. When will you find the right place to live? You know, when we started um, Chithurst Monastery, the monastery I lived at for many years. When we got there, first of all, it was an old house. It was all ruined. The roof, water, the rain would come through the roof. The floors were so rotten, you couldn't stand on them because the floors fell down. (laughs) There was no heat and uh, no light, no electricity. So it was very cold and damp. So, wow, this is... You know, so we're going to fix it make it so it's really um, good place to live this was 1979 we're still working on it <laughs> because as you start to fix it five years later it needs to be fixed again Need paint. Oh, something's broken down. Change this. This wears out. Then need to build another piece, an extension. Oh, and what you built begins to fall apart. So it's just constantly doing this. Yeah. And after a while, you don't ask it to get finished. You realise you never finish what you do finish is desire to get it finished. (laughs) So, okay, we just do this. Mm. So, uh, in my own practice, then I have been, I was the abbot of the Chittas Monastery for 22 years and So all the time when I'm abbot or beginning thinking now to just get things set up properly. Uh, Make the community happy, harmonious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that the monastery is well supported, good management. And it's just like as you're doing it, it just keeps falling apart. (laughs) it 's like it 's like holding water, you pick it up, and the water runs through your hands. Yeah. you know because you just get it right, and then oh, this monk leaves, okay, and then this one is unhappy, and then this layperson complains, and then this monk quarrels with this monk, yeah. and then there 's a problem with the buildings and then There's a there's a storm and the trees blow down and fall on the house and then and it's like this all the time. Yeah. And every day you think, okay, another problem. (laughs) Another problem. Every day another problem. Yeah. Yeah. When's the problem gonna finish? When will it come to the time when everything is finished, there's no problem. Yeah. Do you know when that time is? <laughs> when is that going to happen? Happens now. <laughs> when you don't, don't ask it to finish, then you're finished. You understand? When you just, okay, you do things but you don't ask for a result. You don't expect it to finish. You just do things because doing things is good, we do what's good but you don't expect it ever to be finished so this makes you very peaceful in your work you just do what you do and you do things, the most important thing is to do things with good, good intention yeah, do things with good intention all you can do is have good intention you can't, have good res- you can't ask for good results. Yeah. So Dukkha you know, teaches us to really focus on not what we have or what we can get or what we can achieve but just on sustaining good intention patience, kindness, Truthfulness, honesty, clarity, calm. You just do that. This is all you have. This is all you have. But for the chitta, that's all you need. <laughs> that's what you need. And that means that when you're old or sick or dying you have that the rest of it <laughs> yeah. so when we really make use of dukkha we use it to train ourselves to purify the mind to establish right intention and don't look back. Don't look forward, don't look back and it's um, it's very important to cultivate like that so often people say to me well now you're not the uh, abbot of Chitters, what are you going to do? what is your plan? And so, plan? <laughs> you know, if I have a plan, I'm going to suffer. <laughs> you know, just what I want to do is establish right intention, <laughs> live like that, and then see what happens. See what happens. Something always happens. There's no problem with that. <laughs> and you just establish right intention and let the world change. Then, whether we gain or lose, succeed, don't succeed, this is really a, a matter of the world. It's not a matter of the Dhamma. The Dhamma doesn't succeed and it doesn't fail. it doesn't fail, it doesn't succeed, it doesn't bother, (laughs) it just recognizes that if you succeed, you're going to (laughs) fail, because you can't succeed all the time, if you believe in success, one day you're going to believe in failure, when the success changes, so you don't want to succeed, you don't want to be the most important you don't want to be the best because if you're the best, one day you're going to be not the best. <laughs> you just want to be straight Ujju, you pano, Nyaya pati pano, Samichi pati pano. Just practice straight, practice clearly. This is the teaching around dukkha is very profound, it changes your life. So if you carry this in your mind it doesn't sound very pleasant but um, it really helps you to uh, maintain your chitta with integrity. The chitta runs out when it believes in something to have something to become. It runs out and then it gets smashed. <laughs> like the man who ended up in the mental home, because he believed in success. (laughs) Look what happened to him. Anatta, the the third characteristic, is really understanding the sense of self, and this can be reviewed in certain ways. Mm. One is the sense of ownership this is mine this is mine and so you you start to look, consider anything that you call mine can you have it? Hmm? even your own body can you you have this? can you say um, please change shape will you? I'd like you to be bigger. Um, I'd like you to be smaller. I'd like you to be prettier. I'd like you to be... It won't do it. Can you say, I'd like you never to get sick. Don't get sick. You can't do it. So, how can it be mine when I have no control over it? So even this very body, not mine, let alone things like the house, the car, the furniture, the money, doesn't, it's not mine, is it? Mm. In fact, these things can be a problem because they give, you, give us the impression that we do own them and then we get very disappointed when they pass away. Now when we take this more thoroughly in our practice we also look into uh, mine in terms of thoughts. These are my thoughts. This thought is mine. But when you look, as you meditate and you start to watch your thoughts, you notice the thought just happens, it just comes up. There isn't somebody there creating them. They just arise, don't they? They just come up. And as you know, sometimes, a lot of the time, stupid thoughts come up. sometimes terrible thoughts come up sometimes silly thoughts come up this is mine why can't I if it's mine why don't I create some good thoughts rather than have these stupid thoughts yeah. so thoughts are mine or are they, they something that happen. so we contemplate these experiences actually as they are this is the key teaching of the satipatthana body is body feeling is feeling thought is thought um, happiness is happiness it's this it doesn't it isn't somebody they, it belongs to or it creates it in the teaching it says you should you can know as you examine closely what conditions give rise to other conditions what factors create a particular thought or feeling so we start to notice you know when the chitta focuses this way experiences things in terms of anger or craving or greed. When it focuses like this, it experiences things in terms of kindness or generosity. So we just start to know ah, thoughts and feelings arise dependent on conditions. The other way in which we begin to review the sense of self is not that I do things, but things happen to me. Feeling happens to me. Um, Sensations happen to me. Particularly, feeling happens to me. I am the one who gets hit by feeling. I am the one (laughs) who feeling jumps at So when you contemplate feeling, what you begin to recognize more clearly is feeling occurs and there is happiness or unhappiness. And the unhappiness or the the happiness sticks to the feeling. So we feel a feeling arises, a pleasant feeling arises and the quality of holding it or enjoying it happens so the chitta closes, holds on to that feeling Mm. and in that holding on to the feeling what occurs is the sense of ah, I'm feeling good (laughs) I'm feeling good Mm. and as you practice correctly and you begin to relax around feeling feeling is feeling it passes and the mind doesn't hold on now you have, we have to learn this because although holding on to pleasant feeling seems like a, a good thing to do if you hold on to pleasant feeling if your chitta does that around pleasant feeling it also does it around unpleasant feeling <laughs> Yeah it goes, oh, it's a feeling, oh, 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 stop, 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 you know. Stop the feeling, stop the feeling. You say, look, the feeling's hurting me, it's terrible. What can I do about this feeling? <laughs> so, if you don't want to have that, you have to learn not to hold on to pleasant feeling, you know. <laughs> because if you hold the pleasant feeling, your, tr- your chitta is learning to do this, and so when you get a pleasant feeling, okay, you get the unpleasant feeling, it does the same thing, you know. This is not a, a comfortable thing to learn <laughs> because we really like pleasant feeling. <laughs> But after a while, you, when you've been stabbed a hundred times with unpleasant feeling, you, okay, 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 I'll let go. <laughs> yeah. You know, they say uh, you know the story of how to catch a monkey, how you trap a monkey. Well, it's a you they you create a kind of a, a basket or a cage. and it has a hole inside it so you can put your hand in and inside you put maybe a peach or a banana and the monkey puts his hand in and he grabs it and he can't get it out because the hole is only this big so you can get your hand in but when you hold the banana you can't get it out and they say the monkey holding on to the banana or the peach he can't get his hand out he so wants it and he's trapped and then the hunter hunter comes along and grabs the monkey he says that's how you trap a monkey because a monkey doesn't want to let go (laughs) (laughs) and that's the same human beings are like this you know So it's an instinct. It's not rational. It's an instinct. Yeah. I remember one time I was in um, I was in New Zealand, and they took me out on a boat, a boat trip into the sea. And the person who was guiding said to everyone, "Look, if the boat turns over, let go of your camera." <laughs> you have to let go of your camera and your, and, your, and your belongings please let go of it because people will just hold on <laughs> even if <though> they're drowning <laughs> the instinct is to hold so you have to instruct everyone learn to just let it go, you know <laughs> yeah. it's an instinct so this is not personal this is what jitta does It's an instinct. It's a deep instinct. So we we have to learn it carefully through realizing the pain, the struggling of holding on. And then when you do let go and you can let go completely, oh, I'm okay. (laughs) It's all right, you know. Because you can't, it's the sense of self that comes with the pleasant feeling. When the pleasant feeling is held, I feel really good. Suddenly I feel I've succeeded, I'm successful, I'm a happy person, life is good. And I feel full and then crash. It's like that. So it's this feeding, feeding on feeling, Mm. Mm. feeding on feeling Mm. and physical feeling, sensory feeling is one thing, mental feeling even more strong, like to feel I'm successful, like to feel everybody likes me, like to feel that I'm popular, It's nice when people say, oh, Ajahn Sajitta is such a good monk, he's great. Oh, he's good. Then someone says, no, he's not. (laughs) 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 So you contemplate that. So when I... (coughs) The Dhamma is such a beautiful thing that when I have the chance to teach the Dhamma, when people hear the Dhamma, and they feel very pleased to hear the Dhamma, oh, this is wonderful. So they're, very, they're all very grateful. They say, oh, thank you, Ajahn, thank you so much. It's such. A, you're so good, it's great, thank you so much, thank you so much, it's, I'm so grateful. I think, oh, you feel really good. Then I go back to the monastery, and the monks go, oh... Uh, <laughs> What happened? <laughs> they don't do that. <laughs> so you go up, <laughs> you go down. <laughs> One day you're up, <laughs> next day you're down. <laughs> and after a while you think just I'm if you if you're grateful, I'm happy that this is good for you. <laughs> but uh uh, you know, You don't want to make a person out of it. (laughs) Uh, It's nice to have pleasant feeling. But the most important thing in the Dhamma, yeah, pleasant, feel comfortable, feel good, feel happy, this is good. But more important is you get comfortable enough to get wise. (laughs) Get comfortable enough just to so your chitta is not so frightened, so painful, so agitated it settles so you get wise and you begin to look at feeling and perception perception is the image the memory the um, particularly perceptions of yourself perceptions of yourself I am a successful person. That's a perception. Yeah. That experience. Um, uh, so when you have a group, you know, thirty people, <coughs> and maybe you go for an interview, and there's five or six of you sitting in the interview, and you're sitting there thinking, mm, uh, you know, so how is your retreat? And you think, well. Nothing much, just sort of you know, get painful, um, sleepy, yeah, uh, struggling. Yeah. yeah. So you say you're a little peace. Next person says, "Well, yeah, I, I, I was developing this deep samadhi, and I was into this kind of subtle state of happiness and bliss." And you think, gee. Oh dear, you yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> Self-image. <laughs> so you start to compare yourself with other people. There's a problem. A lot of suffering in that. Yeah. So, you don't attach to these perceptions of yourself or of other people. (laughs) and (laughs) This is uh, more free. And then also when we recognize this, you don't look for it anymore. (laughs) You don't look to say who you are or what you are. You know, as soon as you say that, as soon as you look, tell me how I am. Am I good? Am I better? Am I worse? As soon as you look like that you're setting up a foundation for suffering (laughs) because you're going to say, well I'm like this, he's like that I'm like this, I should be like that Mm. I'm like this, does this mean I'm a sotapanna? or does it mean I'm deluded? What does it mean, I'm going crazy? How am I? What am I? And when I'm like this, how can I be like that? So you get this doubt and worry and trying to be something. This is suffering. So <laughs> you just focus on intention, breathing, calm and understand don't try to accumulate anything as yourself if you accumulate and hold on to good things good perceptions then you're going to do the same thing with bad perceptions the best thing is to let them come and go that's we call that success (laughs) when you're not a success then you're not a failure it's just things come and go when we practice like this we don't worry about how long it's going to take, we give up such things you just look is there any suffering left? is there any suffering around? Mm? anything left? uh oh, there's some there (laughs) what's that about? Yeah what's holding on what is what am i not giving attention to what am i believing in what do i want yeah so you start to look for it yeah that's what you want to know when the and you just, when there's no more suffering you don't need to know anything about who you are you just know today not much suffering, a little bit of suffering over feeling sleepy, okay, so I start to reflect you know, on the conditions and the causes for that, uh, and how to practice with that, how to be aware of that mm-hmm. because. The point is, with the chitta is that potentially we don't, we can be aware of things. Hmm. In fact, we always are aware. Well, you know, you feel sleepy, you know, you feel upset, you know, you feel happy. Otherwise, you, how do you know, how do you give it a name? Hmm? How do you say, I feel angry? because you know it yeah? how do you say I feel frightened because you know it what is it that knows these things yeah? what is it that's aware of these things and these experiences we have you can always find words for them yeah? you can say oh this feels jealous, this feels happy, this feels pleasant, this feels uncomfortable. Just consider if there's a word for it, if there's a word for it, it must be because everybody has it, otherwise there wouldn't be a word for it. So if everybody has it, it's not yours, is it? You didn't create it. If you can say, oh, this is an unskillful mind state and you can say what it is, it's because there's a word for it. If there's a word for it, it's because people speak it, talk about it. Yeah. If that's the case, it's because everybody has it. Otherwise there wouldn't be a word for it. So you think, okay, this is just this. And what we need to do is develop the wisdom of skillful means, of upaya, just enough so we can be aware of that condition, that state, aware of it, and begin to be more and more confident in awareness itself knowing. This is what the Satipatthana teachings indicate. If you look in the, you know, through the Satipatthana, particularly very important when we contemplate mind states or even things such as uh, sense desire or ill will. You know things we find uncomfortable, we feel ups- guilty about them, we feel we shouldn't have them. What is the teaching? And the Buddha says, "One knows, one is aware. This is the mind, the chitta affected by hatred. This is the chitta affected by fear. This is the chitta affected by love. This is the chitta. Affected by joy, this is the chitta expanded, this is the chitta uh, happy, this is the chitta extended, this is the chitta feeling free. And you read it, and it doesn't tell you anything to do, it doesn't say, This is the chitta affected by hatred, get rid of it. <laughs> It doesn't say that, it just says, you know, this is the chitta affected by hatred. Hmm? And it, all you do, and it says you contemplate it to the extent that's necessary to establish sati and full comprehension, clarity, clear knowing, this is that. When it's that, it's not myself, it's not mine, it's not held on to. By itself, the quality of awareness allows the jitta to unfold from its pain and confusion. Awareness, which is the citta's own nature, that we forget, we don't give it enough attention. But if you attend to that, it allows these confusions to gradually unfold. Mm. And it's likened to, you know, the sun coming up in the morning, the dawn coming. So often the image is of dawn. It means slowly. The citta wakes up slowly wakes up it just like the Sun it doesn't fight with the darkness it just wakes up and as it wakes up the darkness disappears by itself so the teaching there is very significant and it encourages us to really establish sati mindfulness and clarity, clear knowing, and wisdom. Wisdom in line with these three characteristics. So these become not just ideas, but really experiences where the, the chitta stops creating the self, stops doing it, doesn't need to do it, gives up. This is called release, the release of the chitta from clinging. Now this sounds and is a very profound experience, very profound change of life and it generally happens slowly, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Sometimes it happens a little bit and then suddenly there's a very big change. But for most people it happens a little bit, a little bit, a little bit at a time. So you can't really hurry but you realize if you complete if you do your practice and you keep reviewing things with insight reviewing experience take the time to ask yourself notice question in line with these three characteristics then you're training the wisdom element to develop and become part of your life. This is what you can continue to do in your practice.